Okay, hello and welcome to the Codec Moments Thought Shower. It's me, Andy Brown, and Matt Holt. Hello. Here to talk about the new Hitman game, which looks awesome. I'm yes. just going to put it out there right now. Has he not got like a Fitbit type thing? He's clearly taking his health seriously, and he's trying to get his 10,000 steps done. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. I think he is. Now, doing the cold climate, that's that's some commitment. To, I think um, I think that's probably going to be a, an integral part of the game. Yeah. yeah, I've always needed a fitness simulator on PS4 or PC <laughs> or Xbox One. Um, I hope there's a great companion app, actually, that uh, releases on Android and Apple, where you can use your own Fitbit monitor to make Agent 47 bulk up and be a fitter uh, assassin. Do you know what, though? In all seriousness, a, an Apple Watch app that would measure your heartbeat and actually kind of have an effect on the, the screen shake for your, for your sniper, sniper rifle scope. How good would that be? That would be good. That would be good. Um, but we do need to pull this back into actually what we were going to talk about, which was the new Hitman game and not often a tangent about um, strange fitness-related options of Agent 47. <laughs> anyway, no, back to it. Yes. Okay, so Hitman. We got together this weekend and we played, is it fair to say, a lot of Blood Money? Yes. Um, the fair. idea was we were going to get together and play all of the legacy games we're going to, that, that were available on the PlayStation 3 that we have here. We were going to play Silent Assassin. We are going to follow that up with Contracts. We are going to play a little bit of Blood Money. And then on to a totally underrated game, but Absolution is yeah. a great game. We didn't do that. No. We, the only part of that we did was Blood Money. Because we realised how much we love Blood Money yeah. after spending five minutes with it. Yeah. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, I think we finished. So, okay, so why did we spend so long playing Blood Money? I think it's just down to the structure. The the structure that allows you to do what you want. Touched on it and mentioned Absolution after this. We probably won't talk about it much again. It's a great game, it looks beautiful, but it's not true Hitman because you were forced very much down a route yeah, of I was... approach with nearly every level. I always, I always felt, and this is why I love Blood Money and, and Contracts as well, but it was the freedom, I felt like I was a cold-blooded killer. I felt tense as, as I was sat there in plain sight, waiting for an opportunity to kill someone, I felt the tension. And I didn't get that feeling. There were one or two levels with Absolution where you got that kind of you got that blend. Yeah. But actually, the majority of the game was pretty much a third-person corridor, you know, action melee type thing. Yeah, and I think the, the best example of that was the one in the cornfield um, where you're attacked by the very controversial oh, the, nuns. The sexy killer nuns. Yeah, um, but wait, that's a, that's a brilliant idea for an open level to take down everybody in the cornfield. But unfortunately, it's just a mass shootout where all you're doing is avoiding people with big guns, which it's not the game that we're wanting. That hiding in plain sight, yeah, taking out the target by whatever means you can get your hands on. And because of that, it, it wasn't a true a true Hitman game, and that's why we went back to Blood Money. started so promisingly, though. I mean, the first level, which was the, the introduction, actually, when it opens up at the end, 
and you have free reign to kind of take on the guards mm. before you you go through and find your tar- your actual target. That was good, and then followed up with that mission that you do for Birdie. That one in Chinatown. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yep. But the the rest of the game just didn't didn't quite live up to it. Fun- funneled you along and pushed you on at a pace. Yeah. Don't miss it out of, as a game. It is it is brilliant. It's just it's not Hitman. No. So, hence we played Blood Money for several hours last night. And what what are we what are we looking for in a, to quench our thirst for a, a murder simulator? Sorry, an assassination <laughs> simulator. <laughs> I say murder simulator because if you saw some of our playthrough attempts last night, it got pretty horrific. Yeah, Psych- psychopath was the most common rating, was it? I think uh, deranged slayer. Sorry, deranged slayer. That's what we I ended up with a lot of the time. There are two standout moments. One was where one was when you butchered several people with a knife, and that then was an accident. And then casually walked out of the room. <laughs> that, was, that was after I'd accidentally got the dog with the knife. Um, and the other one was when you massacred. Is massacred a fair at the wedding? At the wedding, when yeah. you, you massacred many people. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it was brutal, horrific, and even I don't want to revisit that one. Yeah. The best part was you killed all these people and then you walked, calmly walked through the room and nobody seemed to realise what you'd done. I nearly got away with it. Yeah. It wasn't for those damn pesky kids. <laughs> so, But that, that epitomises what we were trying to get to when we were looking back at Blood Money. Is you, you hit your level. You, you decide what you're taking in with you to begin with. Yeah. You choose your weapons. You choose your equipment upgrade where you want and then you go in to what is in every instance a fairly open map to watch and wait and learn it's the ultimate to this day i think blood money is the ultimate trial and error game because you like you're saying about picking your loadout i I remember the first time i played it through i think i took every weapon i could into a level and then just toyed around with what worked and what didn't and i think it's only i mean i've owned I've owned the game on three different platforms. So I've had it on PS2, the 360, and on the PS3 when it came out there. Yeah. Because I, I've, I've loved it so much, I've always had to have a copy of it. God, if they bring out another version on the PS4, you know I would. I would. <laughs> I would. I'd buy it again. You own two copies on the PS2. Yes. I, <laughs> I wore out one copy and I had to buy a replacement. But it's that ultimate sandbox. There's so much to do and... So many ways to play, um, and it is. It's about okay. So if I if I take this guy's outfit, where can I go? Testing the boundaries. What can I get away with? Yeah. Where can I walk carrying this big rifle case? Yeah. Do I need to take a big rifle case? Actually, can I enter this area with nothing at all? And uh, why, why won't the secret service let me in? <laughs> it's usually a good one. Why is that alarm going off and people yeah. are pointing guns at me? Why is Tuvok looking suspicious? It's yeah, it's that it's a patient game. It's the, what one of the things we'd actually intended to do with this podcast was play the game straight, record exactly what we were doing, talk through it as we were going along, then chuck it up onto YouTube. And what we discovered last night, and actually then reviewing the footage, is that we spend too long playing. There's not actually much talking. Because we're too busy watching what's going on, just figuring out what the patterns are and deciding what approach to take. And I was supposing uh, saving grace for you guys is you don't have to get bored watching that, though. 
I mean, to be honest, we between us, we have clocked hundreds of hours in this game over the years. Yeah. Eleven years ago, it came out, and I think I we both. If it's that long. I think we now. both bought it day one. Eleven or is it nine? Is it two thousand six? Yeah, we've both had it day one. We've both had several copies. We've both got the HD collections. Um, the HD collections and Absolution were reviewed on the site when they came out and caught tens of hours on that. And it's that, it is that total, because you never play the same level twice. Um, take the one that we've talked about the most, A New Life. The FBI mob informant. Vinnie Sinistra. Vinnie Sinistra. That has to be the smallest open-ended level in any video game. In terms of space, you can run across the map in about 30 seconds. Yeah, easily. And yeah, I have spent more time in that one level than I have probably GTA Five. Yes, I think that that's probably fair. Yeah. There must be a dozen different ways to complete that mission as either a silent assassin or a specialist. Yeah. And then dozens of others, if you don't mind bloodshed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is usually how it goes when you get we, spotted. We don't mind bloodshed. <laughs> but you could, it's the walking in, spotting the caterer, carrying the, uh, carrying the food into the house, poisoning the donut. Well, I think this is, this is it. We, we played it yesterday. And I think there are instances where we, we both showed each other stuff that we didn't know mm. after all this time. Yes. The, where the location of the tranquilizer darts. Yeah, in the back of one of the garages where you've got a woman watching uh, what you're doing, then you could just stroll into the back as long as she doesn't see you, grab your tranquilizer darts, then use them later on. If you find the air rifle, there's a tree house that you can get a shot on the garden from to take out the dog, so then you can move into the backyard unseen. You can, oh, um, you, can you can tranquilize the donuts and let the the waiter take them to the, the FBI agents. In the yeah, van. so in the back of the van, that they then take those, you nick their outfits, steal the videotapes, all the surveillance is gone. And that's that's before you even get anywhere near the target. That's within 20 in-game feet of your starting point. What I want from the next Hitman is, I don't necessarily want big levels, but I want expansive levels. I want things that lots... Of options, lots of opportunities, lots of choice. things that you can do. And if it is a big level, there has to be loads of loads of choice, mm. lots of movement through it. And I think the thing I like about Blood Money is there's, um, although it's the the AI is fairly basic and it does go, you know, people go on set patterns, they move yeah. backwards and forwards. Um, the people feel like real people. Yes. So yeah. you've got even even you know all that all that time ago you've got you've got security guards and they feel like individuals moving in an area and and they'll react to things and I think that's what I want with the modern technology I yeah. want every AI to be an individual take um take the you better watch out level where you're attending the Christmas party in April yeah for the pornographer which is blatantly a Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Rip off, isn't it? You've got many different ways of infiltrating the party. Depending what disguise you wear depends on how people react to you. As a standard Agent 47, you've got the party goers asking you if you've sampled the delights. <laughs> uh, dresses the photographer to infiltrate the, um, the more secure areas. And you've got the models trying to chat you up because they want to further their careers. And as you said, whether it's 
11 years ago, nine years ago, they put that level of detail that there was contextual interaction with everybody there. Yeah. Including the secret assassins, which are out to kill you through the entire game. That's the first time you encounter one of those and wonder what on earth is going on mm-hmm. as she tries and stiletto knifes you in the back of the neck. Yeah. It It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, the way it structures it. They, just the sheer number of ways of killing people. They're the one target, whether you're poisoning him through drink, aphrodisiacs, um, throwing remote mines into hot tubs and then exploding <laughs> them, which we don't recommend doing in real life. And falling through the hole in the hot tub to your death, which is never a good move. <laughs> it's it's just staggering how much you can do with a level that, by today's standards, is minuscule. Yeah, there's just nothing to it, but so much to it. Yeah, I mean, we've we've played Arkham Knight this weekend as well, and maybe six or seven minutes to cross the map if you're gliding and taking your time and doing a bit of sightseeing. You know, that, that's huge. There's hours and hours of gameplay in it. But still, I've played Blood Money more than I will ever put into Oh, I know. I know. I'll, I'll finish Arkham Knight. Actually, I finished the storyline today. Yay. But I won't, I won't be going back to it in nine years' time. Because there's not the option. There's not choice. There's not variation or variety in how you approach... Everything. In fairness, it's got quite a bit of freedom to it. Probably did a little bit of disservice to Batman there. He has got lots of gadgets and he has got detective mode. He hasn't got, a, he hasn't got like a nail gun. No, he doesn't. Barbecue fluid. He doesn't have sausages. <laughs> and the ability to make his own hot dogs. Yeah, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't have that openness. It doesn't have that um, sandbox element that we really want. And you, you put it perfectly, it's a murder simulator. Unfortunately, as grim as it is, that's why they're 18 rated games. Um, and I'm surprised, barring the uh, misogynistic controversy that it's had with the last game, I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up on the likes of GTA. And they're all, all they're the games all, like it. They're all bad people, though, aren't they? For the grace of good. Yeah, your targets are bad people. Yeah. It's the innocent bystanders that you end up accidentally. Involving in the chaos. I don't think you're meant to. Although I do I do now hark back to the, the poor innocent meth lab worker that I pushed into a harbour. Yes, what he'd done to you? Nothing. He stood there enjoying a cigarette, minding his own business. Smoking kills. It's that. It's it's that you it's those moments. Those absolute moments are a big part of playing through that with somebody else last night was inventing the backstories of the innocents <laughs> that we killed. <laughs> It was vaguely, vaguely reminiscent of that that scene in Austin Powers, where uh, <laughs> no, with the nobody, bodyguards family. nobody thinks about the henchman's family. Yeah, and that's that. that in fact, I don't know. It's not probably not what Io actually <laughs> expected anybody would do, but sit playing the game together, yeah. talking about innocent Charles. And I think that's it. I do. <laughs> I do want children. I do want more of this. I want. I want to. You know, be able to make you feel guilty when you murder a poor innocent security guard who's just doing his job, waiting to go home for a nice barbecue. That's all he wanted. So we've got we've got that. That's what we love about Blood Money. So many different options, um, and we love the other games as well. Silent Assassin, Contracts. Contracts has some of the best missions 
yeah. best mission structures in it. It's not quite as playable as Blood Money. No, they, they tweak the mechanics just right for Blood Money. In, mm. Introducing the um, the push so you could knock people over and create yeah. accidents that way was like you know knocking um, knocking a guard down the stairs, for example. Yeah, pushing somebody over a balcony railing. Yeah, doesn't doesn't count against your silent assassin. It's classed as or an accidental it? kill. It will class against against your rating. Yeah, but it's an accidental kill rather than a, an investigative yeah, yeah. murder, as it were. It doesn't count towards your notoriety. That's it. Biggest miss in Blood Money, the notoriety system. They they built yeah. it up as being a massive thing that was going to influence your game. Actually, a quick bribe here or there. It, 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 it didn't really. It didn't really factor into it, did it? No. No, you you could you could kill everybody in the level. And as long as there were no witnesses, you're not notorious. Which is, I suppose, fair enough. You've got no video evidence. You've got nobody who can see you. But it didn't change the way the game ended up. It did have its influences. It did make it harder to sneak into some places. There's a balance, isn't there? If you made it really difficult and you had a massive notoriety, you would never get to the end of the game. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it was a fully integrated mechanic. Which isn't a bad thing because it'd have probably ruined it. If it had been too intrusive, you'd have gone, oh, I've got no freedom to do this. You'd have lost that freedom. The, the yeah. thing you'd love for it. The contracts was great, had some cracking levels, particularly the Rotterdam levels, the ones on the port, the ones with the biker gang. Yeah, I, I love the, the submarine and oh, the, the submarine uh, base. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, that is huge for the time. Yeah. For a massive level at the time. Um, took an age to figure out what to do, but when you did figure it out, that was a nice sneaky level. In fact, Blood Money seemed to scale things back. It was on the tight, size of the level. Yeah, tighter focus. Mm. Think back to contracts and the walking distance across the maps was huge, but they weren't very vertical. No. Whereas Blood Money has a lot more verticality in it. I think to the heaven and hell level, where you're up and down in a skyscraper, you go from basement to penthouse. Mm. You, it's not um, X Y axis, it's Z axis. Yeah. Increase. Um, that's where they put their focus and made the the maps. I was going to say easy to navigate, but then I think to the hotel and the shake assassination, where you can just get lost in the corridors because they all that's look the same. Lovely, lovely sniping opportunity as well there, and that's that really shows off the verticality. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. You might not be able to find your way around the corridors, but. <laughs> you can see all the way down to the lobby or the back door. But yeah, Contracts was great. Silent Assassin, first one I played. Fantastic game. Um, it was the open options on how you complete the levels that sold me on that. It came, I got it on a demo disc with uh, official PlayStation magazine, now sadly defunct. <laughs> but you came on a demo disc on, uh, for maybe three or four weeks before it came out. And that might be the only game I played for the three or four weeks. Loved it from the demo. Bought the game on release. Still love it now. Still hate the Japanese levels because they're <laughs> particularly badly done. They do not age well on those ones. But the entire game itself was, was fantastic with the best levels ever in Kuala Lumpur in the Petronas Towers. Oh, yeah. that The, um, um, the basement killing. That is my favourite of all time. I, I would take it. Is that I thought it was Silent Assassin. The we can just up as the fireman. It might actually be contracts. I might confuse the game. 
It's the trouble with the last time I played them all, I played them all in sequence all the way through. So it blended into one long, massive game, which isn't a bad thing. Um, so what do you want from the new Hitman game? What we've already said. I, I want an, an open, free reign experience that if I mess something up, I'm not immediately kicked out or massacred or you put the entire thing into lockdown and you're stuck. Mm. Um, flexibility, whether it's in the approach or whether it's just in the gameplay style. I actually want I want it to work like Absolution in terms of the mechanics, but with the openness and thoughtful level design yeah. for approach that Blood Money gave us. Yeah, I want I want to be able to contain a situation if it goes horribly wrong. Yes. But not be but like I say, not be boxed in. Yeah. 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 Not down a, a specific route. I I want the stealth element but without the enforced stealth. Yeah. I want the option to be stealthy, not being made to be stealthy. I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's coming in December. First of December. First of the eighth. First. Or eighth. Again, so badly prepared this we really, afternoon. Now we really didn't research. Well, this. I, we've got a good excuse. Um, Do you want to Google it? Keep talking. Okay, I'll find out. Um, it's coming in December. I've got possibly the, pre- the, I've first, got the press release. Possibly the eighth, and we think it's going to be delivered via episodic content. I'm pretty sure. This is our suspicion. Be well, that's what they've said, isn't it? Uh, so, is the the beta's coming on the PlayStation for pre-orders? Yes. Um, are we thinking it's going to be one level? A demo. My my thoughts, and I've I've not go into massive detail in this podcast, but every single beat is just a glorified demo. <laughs> and I'm not complaining because I want this one more than any other glorified yeah. demo I've ever I had. Want it now, but um, I I think that's what it will be. Um, I think the beta aspect will be to test the social elements, whatever those are going to be. That's the that's the interesting question, really. So I, I see on uh, on your show prep you have actually written down multiplayer question mark. Yes, um, because it, they've touched on it in the trailer that it's an expansion of what was in Absolution. So the contracts mode. And that contracts mode in Absolution was actually very good. It's just it only really worked with maybe two levels. Yeah. Which was the intro level, which was a tutorial, where we spent many hours throwing knives at chefs. I think there was a whole thing of, you know, can we get an axe and throw it at this guy? Yes, and it turns out, yes, you can. Um, And then there was the Chinatown level, because it had such scope for different targets, because it was um, on a par with the, um, I'm going to say Feast of Crows, and no, that's just me confusing it with Game of Thrones. Murder of Crows. Um, In... Blood money with the sheer crowds, and you've been able to pick and target who you wanted to. And we did spend a lot of time on that. So, from a multiplayer perspective, I think that's what it'll be an enhanced, expanded version of that mode. I like that. And I, and I also like the idea of the asynchronous multiplayer. Yeah, it's um, easier to deal with, isn't it? The, the opportunity to, um, to play it yourself, get really good at one particular thing. And then challenge your friend to it with them having no idea. The only thing I, I will say with the with the contracts mode in Absolution was it could be a bit leading sometimes. So you'd get, you get, or you'd be like, okay, you've got to kill so and so with such and such, 
And oh, it was, yeah. It was sometimes a bit obvious how you should do that or the quickest way to do that. And I'd like to see more variety, more options, and perhaps a way of um, of just you know hiding people's loadout yeah, uh, and bringing yeah. the loadout into play. Maybe I see what you mean. So you're not driven down the butcher's knife to the back of the neck kind of route. You yeah. you are given a target, and you are scored based on not just how quiet you are and how quick you do it, but the methods that you use. Yeah, and by not letting your opponents know those methods, it's that strive to find the best way of doing it and the most efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly, possibly even bring in it. You know, you know, in previous games, you could collect the weapons in levels and it was the weapons you collected in levels that you could access in your, your loadout. Yes. You know, maybe bringing that into it. The, I, the weapons that you collect in the single-player game become the tools available to you in the contracts mode. That was actually... That was a nice collectible addition in some of the games. Is what weapons you took out were ones you put in your inventory. You you got to store in your shed because that was a in in Blood Money. That was a that was a huge uh, replay incentive for me was to go back and think. Okay, so like Murder of Crows, I can how am I going to walk out with this? I can I can get the handgun. I can get the submachine guns because I can secrete those about my person. How am I going to get out? with this massive rifle past all these cops and all these people without, you know, because I can't put this in a case. It's like, um, it's like contracts and the final Leon-esque mission in Paris. How do I collect that Gatling gun? Yeah. <laughs> and walk through the massive crowd of people and police with a Gatling gun? I think you know the answer. Yes. <laughs> Full slaughter. <laughs> it's not pretty. But then I had a Gatling gun in my collection. Yeah, I want that. Uh, I'm not too bothered about picking up tons of collectibles in levels. I like the idea that things that you take with you, you can then reuse in the future. And it adds, it does add, to, add a tactical element to it, particularly if it's outfit-specific um, and you still have to attain, not necessarily a silent assassin rating for getting it out of there, but you obviously don't want to trigger every single alert and get killed before you, you make it out of the building or out of the area. Because that would be, be the nice thing about, okay, so Matt's gone to great effort to collect this really hard-to-get weapon, and he's used it in this contract. So not only if I want to beat him do I have to take this guy down quickly, discreetly, not break character, but how do I... I have to go and get that weapon first if I want to get the particular bonus points yeah, for using yeah, that. Yeah, stick it in as a bonus scheme. Yeah. You, you can not, still complete the contract, yeah. but it's a bonus it, for you if I the find, method. If I find another more interesting and exciting way, I could even beat you. But actually, if I'm... If I'm going to do my best, I need to I need to go and match yeah. your skills in the, the single player. It brings up another thing that I want to see in definitely in the single player accidents. I want to see accidents return. Yeah, that's half the fun of it was setting something up and just walking away either to another target or even even to the edge of the map and waiting for that little tick to appear. Let you know it's happened. Yeah, the uh, the sidebar to pop up and show you what's what's happened. Yeah, that picture in picture because it's quite jarring in Blood Money playing it now. But I think that's because we're used to higher resolutions and yeah. little bits <laughs> and pieces that make a, a more subtle user interface. But it's brilliant for knowing where you when your targets are in position. Yeah. Rather than constantly flicking to a map which is just grey boxes with coloured circles on it. Yeah. <laughs> which is brilliantly useful but um it's not as nice as actually seeing it happen 
Yeah. And that that's the point. If you're setting up an accident, you want to see your work. And sometimes you don't always have that option because if you're anywhere near it, you're going to get caught out and your disguise blown. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see accidents back, but I want to see them a little bit more elaborate. Almost mousetrap style would be really cool. <laughs> now there's an idea for a multiplayer mode. The most elaborate accident. Chaining pieces together. Maybe Final Destination. <laughs> anyway, maybe that's a different game. I love that. Mousetrap murder. Yeah. It'd be a game mode. You copyright that. That'd be, that'd be belly. I would really enjoy that. I'm also looking forward to seeing what they call in the live world. That um, idea that you're only going to get targets specifically for a period. It might only be a day or two days. Everybody has an opportunity to take that target down, but once they're gone, they're gone. If you were trying to do something like that the first time you'd ever played a particular map or a particular level, I can see it being an absolute monstrosity. Yeah. But doing it in a level that you know intimately, you know where all the accidents can be created, you know where the vantage points are, I think that could be a really interesting dynamic. But it's, it sounds a bit like contracts mode in a way. That's the only thing it's not clear. Like Is a, it just an exclusive contract? I imagine there will be an app that joins the game that will notify you, you better get on this weekend and find Mr. Smith. Oh, how awesome would that be? To get a notification from your phone, go into the app, and then have Diana read you a briefing saying, Mr. So-and-so is going to be at such-and-such this weekend at 3pm. I like that idea. He's only going to be there for 8 hours 47. Yes. <sighs> is it going to have a day-night cycle? I oh, know, that's an interesting... Yeah, I, no, I, I be... quite like a day-night cycle, but I don't know if the game lends itself to it, because it's not open-world. Well, what about um, what about doing it in the same way that um, Ground Zeroes has, in that it's the, missions, the missions can be at night or in the daytime? And you choose. Well, not necessarily that you choose. Whoever, whoever creates it says, chooses. Says this is a yeah. morning one. I mean, you, you, take, you take what we've seen from the... Um, Teaser footage. So I think in that catwalk show, that's probably going to be an, an evening, nighttime event. But yeah, what if you have got other things which are you can specify? Could bring some really interesting mechanics into it. So, for example, in a in a really in a really crowded place, you know, that's got lots going on in the daytime. Um, the guards could be a bit more relaxed because there's people milling about, and you know, it's just it's another ordinary day. But at night. They might be a bit more alert to sounds and things. More alert to sounds, but less of them. Yeah, whereas in some places, you know, that are are perhaps more well-guarded, in the daytime, they might be a bit more observant. Could actually mix up the way levels work. Yeah, I like that idea. I like It it adds that additional variation. Because I don't know how many maps we're going to get. We know it's going to be released episodically. It's digital release only to begin with. Yeah, I'm imagining for the six months it takes them to release everything, then you'll get a disc one with all the content. I'll come back to the other points, but I, I like the fact that we've it's a one-off fee. It's not a episodic pay you DLC. Yeah, no, this is it. One payment. It's, you get the entire game just as and when they release it. And I like, I like that idea for the fact that it will make me play the game over six months. I do, and I, we've both pre-ordered. The only thing is, I just I wish they were. I just wish that there was a bit more information about what was coming, how much was coming. Yeah. It's, it's more the time scales. If it's every two weeks, a new contract or a new map or 
a variation on the map taking in that idea so maybe um, you'll do a mission in the daytime and then a week later they actually released the night variant which mm. is where I like the idea of having the different times of day and, and mixing it up um, maybe if they did something like that but then major releases every two to three weeks I think if you go monthly you kind of lose interest a little bit and I know I probably won't with this game given history yeah but I can see a lot of users not enjoying that. I think they're going to go down the. Um, I think they're going to go down the XP route for unlocking upgrades and other weapons. So I think yeah. that's where a lot of the replay value for getting yourself in. prepped for the next. Thinking, do you know what? I really, I'm going to try and do these challenges or these specific things so that I can unlock a particular weapon. Yeah. Which kind of flies contrary to what we were hoping for. In the on-site procurement, yeah, it does. It does. The XP method does, but maybe maybe it's XP towards upgrades rather than actually unlocks. You take the weapons out, but you upgrade. You can, the other you way can, around. You can choose. Who knows? Yeah, that's it. We've no no idea on that one. Yeah. Um, but the the content release schedule is going to be massively important. You take something like uh, I'm going to take the Telltale games. Their six to eight week window. Um, isn't doing anything for me. Okay, six to eight weeks would probably be too long, but I think you get a lot more play out of this than you would one episode yeah, of a Telltale game because they're great, they're well crafted, but it's a two-hour experience. Yeah. But it's the it's the timing between. It's not just sorry, it's not just the timing. We've got to apologise if there's noise being picked up as some people having an argument outside the window, but. Completely lost train of thought. Yeah, the six to eight weeks gap. It's not about the replay value. It's about the fact you don't know if it's six weeks or eight weeks or nine weeks or ten weeks. You don't know what's coming. And you kind of... I have I love the Game of Thrones series. I am beginning to get bored of the game because I don't know what's coming next. And when the next episode arrives, because it's usually only announced a few days before it actually comes out, I'm not on the edge of my seat going, oh, yeah, I want to play that. I'm sort of thinking, well, I'll get to it because I know I've got about two months before the next thing comes Yeah, up. do you know, I'd, I'd go with that completely because when I played the Walking Dead game, it had been out for some time and the, the entire thing was available and I played it, pretty much played it across the course of two or three days. Yeah. But Tales from the Borderlands, I've watched two episodes and there may be a third out it is. now. It's already out. But yeah. I've not bothered to check or download it yet because... Kind of, kind of forgotten about it. Yeah, yeah. So it, as long as they're clear on what's coming, and as long as there's a structured schedule and everybody's aware of it, then I think that works. Um, and it, you can live with the time as long as it's not too long, as long as it's not something every three months, because that'd just be crazy. But they've they've been working on this for how long? It'll be at least two years, probably, since Absolution, because didn't Square say they'd put development out to a second studio? At the time, Absolution was released because the original idea was meant to have a yearly iteration. But I've, I have a suspicion they will have kicked this one off three to four years ago, especially after the feedback on Absolution. It, I'm, I'm guessing as well that you know when when you look at the contracts mode, I bet they took a lot of data from contracts mode, which showed exactly how few of the game's missions were being used in that mode. Yeah, but they had a lot of contracts players. Yeah, there were an awful lot of oh, millions yeah. of players. But yes, they'll tell yeah, that. will tell you which playing, 
two or three levels. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it'll be. The tutorial in Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, re release schedule and timing is important. I'm not bothered about being a digital release. It's, you know, it's the way we seem to be going at the moment. And then picking up digital releases more and more, rather than um, actual physical ones, especially when they're the same price. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no point of um, going either way. Sorry, just my um, my other neighbour put his bottles out at the same time as Sierra Yankee Nine Nine flew over the house. So that was uh, I don't know what that's going to sound like. <laughs> maybe maybe we should have shut the windows. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, and I think that's a good point to perhaps draw a line under this. Yeah, it is. It's a good point. Um, it's a good good time. And I think we'll just, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll keep posted. We'll, uh, if we find out any more information, we'll, we'll try and post some of that. Yeah. We'll make sure it's correct. And not just random speculation. Did you we'll... find, did you find the date? It is the 8th of December. It's my wish, wishful thinking that it will be earlier. It's not 8th of December. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to our thought shower. We will be back soon. We promise. <laughs> well, we said that last time. It was about eight months ago. Um, true. True. We will we will try and be a little bit quicker um, with some of these. The website is still up and running. Um, head there for reviews, uh, probably less so in terms of opinion at this point in time. Um, but keep on uh, keep on the YouTube channel because we are putting up uh, more gameplay footage as and when we can. And now we have discovered the joys of video capture and audio dubbing. Um, there may be more. CodecMoments.com. What, give us a shout out to the YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Codec Moments. Awesome. It's easy to remember. Just remember Codec Moments. It's everywhere. Google us. We're the, we're the number one Codec Moments website on or, the internet. Um, or Twitter us. At Codec Moments. Fabulous. That'll do. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye. Bye.